0: Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast with me, your host, Pandora Paloma, a visibility and business mastery coach bringing a unique fusion of strategy meets spirituality to visionary entrepreneurs across the globe. With 20 plus years of communications experience and five years running my own online business, I help women in the online space and creative industries get seen and scale to their next level. This has looked like tripling their income in a year, getting fully booked in six months, sold out programs, and executing five-figure launches. Personally, I run my own multi six-figure business, and in this podcast, I give you a behind the scenes of how I do this, my life, and my method. If you're a visionary entrepreneur, mover and shaker, and you're ready to meet more of your magnetism, welcome to my world. I am so thrilled to bring you this episode of the Magnetic Woman podcast today. We haven't done a Magnetic Client interview for some time and this week's client is a really special guest who I'm now lucky enough to be working with on the third round of the Magnetic Business Mastermind. This means that I've worked with her for a good 14 months now and long may that relationship continue. Laura is an incredible sound healing and cacao guardian and she really guides you into a portal of rest through sound healing. She brings so much depth to her work and I know that one of the reasons why we work so well together is because of that depth. She really is able to go where A lot of women maybe feel unsafe to go and she's able to feel safe because A, she's supported, but B, she really, really understands what prioritising, being regulated and resourced feels like. Since joining the Magnetic Business Method, she has had a sell-out sound healing training, which at the point of us recording, we are currently optimizing to go more global and be bigger and better than ever before. I know that you will get so much out of this episode. And if you do, please don't forget to leave a rate and review so that this podcast can have the opportunity to be listened by more and more female entrepreneurs across the globe. Enjoy. I am very excited for today's guest on the Magnetic Woman podcast. She is a magnetic woman and an all-round superstar. Laura T, sound practitioner, welcome to the house.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is like a dream come true.
0: I love it. We had a, a Laura P and a Laura T in the group since the very beginning. And this is your third round, isn't it, in the magnetic yes. business method. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Oh, thank you. So yeah, my name's Laura. I'm a sound healing practitioner. Work with all things sound and energy. So I'm a Reiki practitioner, Seishim practitioner, cacao guardian, kind of you name it, the practices are growing. the month but yeah so sound practitioner has been for around about almost five years now and yeah just here to share sound with the world and everything that flows from that all the different practices energetic vibrational with whoever wishes to receive it
0: Mm, how did you get into sound what was your the turning points that got you here it actually happened
1: completely by accident. So I had just finished my yoga teacher training, my two hundred hour training, and had just started teaching. And there was something that felt as though it was missing. So from a very early age, I was always into the energetics. I was that kind of seven-year-old that collected crystals and researching all their meanings and what they held, the properties that they held. And it was really the energetic and philosophical side of the yoga teacher training, which drew me in and that I wanted to share, but it wasn't seeming to flow in that modality for me. So just by complete accident, I was looking at different workshops and trainings that were going on in studios around me and a sound healing training popped up and I'd never experienced sound healing before. I didn't even really know what it was. There was just something in me that was really drawn to sign up, try it with no intention to share it with anybody else. I just wanted to kind of do it for myself. And I was moving through quite a lot at that period emotionally and just always constantly looking for ways to connect to my body after years of kind of mental health issues and eating disorders, disordered eating, very much had lost connection to my body and myself. So I was always looking for practices that that draw me back to that and yeah that first day of the training just remember like holding a tibetan bowl on my hands and striking it and feeling the physical vibration move through my body and i just knew like in that moment that this was going to be so much more than something that was for me it was kind of almost like this whole tingle through my body of just this deep deep knowing that this was going to take me somewhere i didn't know where but it did so yeah I completed that training started sharing sound shortly afterwards and moved through some more training since and kind of just evolved and really found my way of sharing sound and it truly comes from that place of inviting that connection back to yourself on like this really deep level that can be really felt through vibration and sound so yeah it's been life-changing to say the least. Um, I think some of the best things are when you're not even looking for it, it just, it finds you
0: rather than you finding it. And sound can be so powerful. It's funny, last night in shamanic Business, I was working with the North, which is very much about the beauty way and being in the heart and being in the womb. And so I took them through some sort of chanting and some singing and the most healing sound for our body is our own voice, right? And sound can be so powerful. I mean, sound's always been a huge part of my own healing journey in terms of music and giving my body permission to move to sound. And oh, I just love it. What, what would you say your kind of unique, your uniqueness is when it comes to sound? And what would you say that are kind of the best testimonials that you've received in terms of how you have used sound to support others?
1: For me as my practice has grown myself, and I think a huge part for me, which is then transferred to how I share sound for others is actually really looking at the relationship to receiving. So it's very easy as a practitioner to ask people to receive, but Really, that person needs to feel safe in order to do so. And I realized going through this journey for a very long time, I didn't feel safe to receive, to rest, to slow down. So how is anybody else gonna feel that way? You have to kind of meet people where they're at. And I think that's been a huge part of this journey is meeting people where they're at on any given day. And it's really important for me as a practitioner to honour that and to give others the agency to honour that too. With sound, I think there is such a preconception that it's going to be relaxing and restful. And often you feel angry, you hate it. Like it's not an enjoyable experience and that's okay. Like that is an experience in itself. And the more that I think myself as a practitioner can hold space for that and for people to understand that they can feel whatever feelings on the full spectrum, then the more powerful that receiving is. They're receiving what they need and it might not be what they thought they needed or what they wanted, but the body is always going to, going to receive how it needs to. And I think some of the feedback and the testimonials really are around that. It's being able to feel and to be in their body with whatever is moving through them. I've had clients that have said that they've never felt that present in their body because when you can physically feel the sound moving through you, it really does give you a sense of you are here in the present, like you are nowhere else but in your body. And with that, it then allows you and invites that space for any emotions to rise up, whether they're emotions that you expect or not, And it can really hold space for people who are moving through things and sessions where people are moving through grief. It can I have had sessions where it's helped others connect with kind of those past people that have passed and offer that space as well. And just know that everything is already within you. Like that is something that I always want to empower. It's I never call myself a healer because it's not me. It's all in you. I'm just facilitating that space and the sound is facilitating that space for you to connect to what is there and for you to acknowledge it and witness it and move through it yourself. But with that support, and I think and I hope that that is what clients experience from me as well because I think it's such a power to, to give that power back to people that feel that they've lost it along the way.
0: I really love the our sound allows us to expand our capacity to receive and on a somatic level obviously we know we can't receive if we're full of things that stop us receiving right so we think the body needs to dissolve certain things to create space for us to feel safe to receive whether that is Love or money or sound is part of that healing. Is there something um you can share around the sort of the science of how it creates space for us to release and to receive?
1: So with sound and vibration, so obviously our body is made up of thirty seven point two trillion cells. And everything is vibrating and everything is moving around the body constantly. And we've got that constant regeneration and this constant cycle of everything moving and growing and dissolving. But obviously our body stores everything that we pick up. So our nervous system is imprinted with every experience that we move through since birth. And every experience we have makes us feel something, makes us feel that emotion. And when we're looking at those emotions specifically, which are just energy and motion, if it's not able to complete its journey out of us, then it's going to leave that imprint on our body. But similarly, with tangible physical ailments, so scar tissue, you've got that density of cells. So vibration will naturally look to find points of density. So when we're looking at working with the body and working with sound, When you're receiving that sound and vibration, the vibrations will always go where they're needed. And that place is always where there is the most density in your body, whether that be physical or energetic. And look to disperse that first so that then everything can continue flowing and balance out. So when we're looking From that perspective of trying to create space so that we can receive, if we can work to dissolve those denser parts of us, it allows space to move through and everything that has been built up to be transformed into something else. So it's really this way of keeping the body in this free flowing state and giving that opportunity to let those emotions particularly complete their journey let them out so that we can then receive back in
0: the word surrender is coming to me of like how beautiful it is when we surrender to our ability to live in that flow state which is possible only when we are releasing that which stops us being in flow right incredible so you're brilliant we know that Um, I want to talk a little bit about business. You've had a sold out sound healing training. What do you think were the key components that got you that result?
1: I think definitely being within the magnetic business method, having that support was a huge key part of that result for me. I think When you're moving from just a practitioner into, you know, stepping into that next role of being a teacher and stepping into that thought leadership that you speak of, it can be a really stretchy period. And it definitely was for me. So having that support really enabled me to keep myself grounded in that and have tools and practices and even the support from the other women in the container just to hold me in that whilst I was moving through the launch. I think as well, just anchoring into deep, deep trust that what I was creating and what I was providing was really aligned with those who would want to join. I was lucky enough to have the most beautiful group of women for my first intake, I couldn't have asked for more aligned clients. But also just surrendering to what would happen because within the first half an hour of releasing the dates, I had three people sign up. But then obviously, as you speak to as well, there is often that period where then you have silence and no one. And it was really, again, just leaning into that deep trust of people want this, people have signed up. It will come, and not going into that scarcity mind straight away, and just letting whatever happens happen. But continue to do and be in that deep trust, and talk about it, and show up, and really just love what I'm sharing, and share that with others, so that they can begin to to see me as that teacher instead of just a practitioner. So really beginning to step into that thought leadership role, which was scary, but as you say when you begin to see the evidence of people trusting in you you just have to roll with that and believe it and yeah I think the point in which you start to believe in yourself is the, the point where you really do see things change.
0: For everyone listening I always talk about how those sort of earlier stages often the hardest because you don't necessarily have the evidence so it means you've got to back yourself you know you've got to really back yourself you've got to believe in yourself because You haven't secured the evidence that gives you that like somatic experience of like, and people are buying from me. But in your right, we're also speaking about that kind of the launch timeline. There's always a cycle of a launch. I have a cycle of a launch. You have a cycle of a launch. Mine has stayed the same pretty much since I launched my business. It's like, and now I just know it's such a familiar experience of like the first few people that come through and then... The lull. And it's like, oh, how do I hold myself in the yes throughout that period? And it's a very powerful practice. How did you hold yourself in that time?
1: I think it really was just keeping coming back to the people that had already signed up and knowing that if that was it, I am so ecstatic with that. But I know there's more. And I actually, when as soon as I press launch, just before I practiced a little ritual for myself so i i knew that i was calling in six people and i was kind of looking at all my crystals that i have and i pulled six crystals which i thought matched the energetics of the people that i wanted to call in and so every time i had somebody sign up i would kind of move the crystal onto my altar so i just knew every day i saw like the remaining crystals and just knew that those people were coming and they did. And I think it, it's just this continuation of belief and being content no matter what, but knowing that it is possible for it to reach that point.
0: I love this so much. I've done a similar thing with post-its. So it's like, right, there's space for 10 women, 10 post-its, and you write the name on. I've, I've done it when I've created dispatches, which is a shamanic I'll reference that podcast actually but you know it's a shamanic practice where you create an offering and it's I've done it with like 50 petals before because I wanted 50 people and lo and behold I got 50 people and <laughs> the power of intention and attraction and energetics you know like you said it's energy in motion what are we attracting and what intentions are we setting what practices what Presence portals that we creating so that we can be in the fullness of that attraction? I love that. I love that so much. Um, <laughs> the day when you realized that you'd made more in your business than your day job, that was a very special day. How did that feel? It was
1: huge, absolutely huge. I think I'd been stuck reaching a certain point for so long. And that day, just anything seemed possible. I think I'd finally reached the understanding that this was possible for me. And we'd spoken a lot in our sessions about, you know, you needing that trust that the business could support me. And that was really when that trust and belief began to sink in and still does. And it was just a real testament, I think, to the trust I'd put in myself and the fact that All my work up to that point was now supporting me. And it opened up the potential for expansion, which I'm not sure I felt wholeheartedly before. But I think in that moment, I suddenly realized that this was possible because my training was the highest ticket offer I'd ever sold. It was also opening up my capacity to believe that people would pay more for my services and would invest in that which I'm not sure I believed in prior so yeah it was a huge day and I think we've had a couple of couple of times since then as well and every time it just reaffirms that this business and this work that I'm sharing whilst it isn't for the money does support me and will support me as well
0: it gets to support you to gift to the world and I think what you're touching on here a lot is that process of self trust. And I feel like that process is like we think we know, and then we feel. Would you Would you say it kind of worked in that way? So like, I think that I can do this. I think I've got the belief, and then we start to know that it's possible, and then it's suddenly we feel that it's possible because we're experiencing it. And,
1: and I think once that that feeling is in, kind of embodied within you, from then on. It's just a given, like you just know because you feel it and you move with it. And that's then how you move forward in your business.
0: What other experiences that you give yourself to continue to cultivate self-trust?
1: I often, I journal most days at the moment, which tends to be a kind of free-flowing practice. I just as and when I feel like it, never force. For me, from the last two months, there's been a lot of self-devotional practices. So every day, it will either be cacao or seishim self-healing. So prioritizing space for me and me first and foremost every morning, even if it's 10 minutes, something for me so that I can ground myself and feel into myself and know that I am present. I am here and tend to my nervous system first. And I think that has been a huge practice for me. And I know that you speak to it a lot as well, but, but regulation really has been a huge, huge practice for me, especially for the last 12, 18 months as I've been moving through these kind of expansions in the business side of things. It has meant that I have had to really kind of up my game and be aware of what is going on in my body and honor that as well, which I think previously I probably wasn't. And I'll always be the first to admit that I burn out very quickly. And I know that about myself, but I've now learned from moving through this, that I have to take care of myself first and foremost, especially when it's just me in the business. That is the priority. I can't give if I'm burnt out. So that has been a huge, huge practice and making sure that I'm receiving in some format, either from myself, self-healing or massages, sound sessions, yoga, just Anything that allows me to be present and receive space to be held for me is also a huge thing as well, which I think can be hard as a practitioner. And as I said earlier, like I have found it hard to receive in the past, but beginning to open up that part, you realize how important and how much it can shift when you allow yourself to be in that state of receivership and for it to ripple out into all aspects of of life. So yeah, those are probably my my main practices at the moment, just this constant practice of receiving in some form.
0: Oh, my shoulders drop. So beautiful. And I think that's it. It's, first of all, we're not meant to do this on our own. We get to receive. We get to receive. And I think it's one of the first things that we forget. Like, oh, I didn't ask for help today or I, I didn't allow myself to regulate before I... Did all of the other things that I do for everyone else. And it's like, how do I keep, I always believe it's like, it's just coming back to more and more and more self-love. Like how can I love myself even more today to get to, either, you know, to get to where I want to get to, because ultimately it gets to be done in that way and in that practice. I want to talk about growth because we've recently been speaking about how you can, yourself can continue that growth. And we kind of realized that, it really was an extension of what you were already offering. And so it kind of got to be easy based on the support beyond the training that you know that you can give your clients. What does that look like? And what has that taught you about the ease that we get to feel in our businesses as we grow?
1: So we've been speaking, obviously, how can this journey of when people come into my world continue for as long as they want or need? And particularly with my sound healing trainees, like I know. And I think we all know from any training that you do, whether that be yoga or Reiki or, you know, nutrition, whatever it is, the training is one thing, but it's the period afterwards when you're kind of out there on your own and you encounter all sorts of different situations that perhaps the training couldn't account for, you know, can't cover every single eventuality. And and from all the trainings that I've done, I you just know that that period afterwards, especially in maybe the first 12 months, is just so important for learning and growing and finding your own way. That really the next logical and heartfelt step for me really is to begin to offer mentorship beyond the training so that all of the clients should they wish to still have that support from me and have the support from others. Because one of the things I always say in my training is I don't know everything. I'm teaching you what I know, but of course there's going to be situations that I haven't yet encountered, which you might. So also being able to be in the company of all the other trainees that have moved through it, it's this combination of knowledge that people can share. And That support network that can grow just outside of just me, but also then empowering my students, which will now be practitioners, to also be able to share their knowledge that they're gaining as well. And it's just a really beautiful, natural progression to keep holding this community and to share and grow with one another and really be able to continue to witness their growth, which is incredible as well as being able to expand in my own growth and my own knowledge and my own capacity to hold that space for others. And as you say, it does get to be easy. I think when you're first starting out in business, it can seem so complicated and everything can seem so disjointed. And one of, I think, the main takeaways that I've learned through being in the Magnetic Business Method is just everything Can be a continuation of the next. And it doesn't have to be a completely new program or course or content each time, but that there will always be a kind of thread that runs through everything. And it's so much easier when you look at it that way than having to feel like you have to pull something new out of the air. So, yeah, I'm really excited for what the future holds when it comes to that, because I think it's just another layer that can be added on I think that's what this always is it's just all the different layers that get added on top which can lead us to where we want to go and where where our students and practitioners want to go as well
0: I love that and kind of the next question which was like what's one of your biggest GCR moments and I think for it to be that, that actually everything is an extension of the things that you've done before. You know, everything you're building in this quarter, it helps you see results next quarter and then you continue building and building and building. And, you know, it's not like I've got to start again. You know, it's like we're just extending. So with that, what is next for you?
1: Next for me is
0: opening
1: the doors to the next Sound Healing Practitioner Training, which is in 2024. So waitlist is currently open. So it's just making those connections with everybody that's in the waitlist and inviting them in and just really continuing to hold space in all the ways that I can See, learn some new practices in the last quarter, which I'm hoping to infuse into my practices and my offerings. But at the moment, the training is my focus and building into that the mentorship and just seeing really how far can I begin to share sound with the world and extend that reach out as well?
0: Also, can we just like take a moment for the fact that you're basically going global with this as well? (laughs) I feel like they're downplaying it here. Like we've had inquiries across the globe. So it's like, yeah, this is happening. And we did say that we were like, I mean, that was already the first one was so amazing. It's like, we're just going to make it get better and better and better and better. I love that. Where can people find you?
1: So you can find me on Instagram at Laura Charlotte Taylor. That's one of the social media platforms that I'm most active on. So come and slide into my DMs if you want to chat. Um, or you can find me on my website. So, uh, laurasharlottetaylor.com and it's got all the details of my services, uh, trainings, everything that you might want to discover with some re- free resources as well. So yeah, you can come check me out there.
0: Beautiful. And I will add the wait list to the show notes. So if anyone is thinking of training to support and um, well support for themselves, but also, you know, to extend the support for their clients, it's such a beautiful modality to introduced to any existing things that you might be be doing. so I know that we've got a lot of service-based leaders who listen to the show so amazing. Thank you so much. final question, what does being a magnetic woman mean to you?
1: Being a magnetic woman to me is really about being so deep in that self-trust that there is no doubt that what you want is coming to you it is fully just being that magnetism you are that magnet that's that's what it feels like to me it's it's that self-trust that everything that is coming in everything that is for you will come to you
0: ah beautiful a beautiful snippet to end on thank you so so much oh, thank you lots of love